Hi ladies and welcome to another episode of the Project Hourglass podcast, of course. I'll never get that right. I want to say thank you for tuning in. And today's topic is going to be something that is super, I guess, maybe unknown for ladies. Maybe for the experienced ladies they would know. But even from a male perspective as a coach, I wanted to get someone to talk about it. But I couldn't even find a female coach who felt super comfortable or our times didn't match up. So I thought to myself, you know what, this is literally me just going on it and I'm going to tie my feelings into today's uh, tip of the or interesting fact as well. So today, if you haven't seen from the topic already, I'm talking about the menstrual cycle and I'm going to be talking about how you can kind of optimize your training around it, what you can expect, what can you do, and I guess things that maybe some of what you shouldn't do, I wouldn't say that but I'm gonna give you everything I can and what phases are gonna be optimized for what. So the first thing is I want to say thank you so much for all the news that I've got from the Hourglass Project reviews. I've been asking a lot for this because um, I actually want this podcast to grow, so I'm actually just gonna bring up the reviews that I've got. I'm gonna read one up today because, look, like I said, I don't get paid for making these podcasts, might I add, and I super love making them. All I want this to do is reach out to every lady who may be going through a hard time with their training, who may be going through some diet breaks, or maybe you know, finding that they've had to always do a diet tea, always found that they were starving themselves and rebounding back and then getting agitated, getting angry, getting upset and thinking that, is it me that's doing something wrong? And that's what I want to prevent. I want to teach people that it is possible, especially ladies out there, that it is possible to still have a really healthy lifestyle, while also keeping healthy for their life as well, being the best versions of themselves. Because maybe you've come from this position and you essentially also have the power to get this podcast out there just by sharing it, just by leaving a review, even just leaving a, you know, some, some words and ratings as well, will mean the world to me. So I'm going to read one for today. And this one comes from um, Angel on Via Vale. <laughs> um, basically, this name is a take on the person's name. It's one of my clients too. Um, basically, it says, Sean's passion for fitness is evident in the pod and is a great match for the content he covers. From this show, I've learned a ton about how to set and achieve my goals in obtaining my own hourglass. And thank you so much for leaving that review. Um, if you leave a review, that would mean the world to me. I'll try and pronounce whatever name that you have as well. But... Now we're gonna go into the topic of the week. But before I do that, if you find that this podcast is useful, please uh, leave me a review. Please leave me a five-star review. Please write a review. Anything that can help me out. You don't understand how happy I got when I read these ones. It made my day. And it also helped get this message across to a lot of people. Before I go into the interesting topic of the day or the interesting fact of the day, I guess I could share what's happening in my life. So. At this point in time, I am checking my watch. It is the 8th of August. So the 8th of August now, that makes it 16 days until I leave for Japan. And this is a holiday that I've been planning for about five years now. My wife and I met each other five years ago and I just came back from Japan. She was going to Japan. And then ever since she came back, we're like, we should have went, we should have went. And we couldn't do it because of lockdowns. We've planned it for so long. 
And I've been four times beforehand. My wife has been maybe twice without me, twice without me, twice beforehand before she met me. And now we finally get to go together. It's becoming a reality. So it's gonna be interesting because I speak a little bit of the language and by little bit, I mean literally a little bit. But for anyone who knows, even if you can get some phrases out, it helps so much in the experience as well, asking for directions, recommendations, what do you like, what's a great dish here, where can we go as a tourist? So powerful to be able to ask those questions. So I'm super excited to head over to Japan, then we're coming back to Singapore before back to reality, right? So if you do have any recommendations, feel free to message me on Instagram, sean.momentum, S-E-A-N dot momentum, and I will check things out and maybe I can uh, give a bit of an insight to this. Okay, so today's interesting fact of the day or helpful tip is about imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome is when you believe that you are not supposed to be in the current position, environment, role, or whatever you might be doing. So you could be experiencing this in the fact that you are at the gym and you believe you shouldn't be there. That's imposter syndrome. But we call that gym anxiety as well. So I guess you could call the anxiety aspect the feeling and the imposter syndrome, the actual title of it. And we experience this in all days of our lives from maybe you are given a presentation to why you think you should be worth a certain amount of money, wherever it might be. But we're gonna talk about imposter syndrome, I guess, in any sense, because when you go to the gym and you might think that, no, only healthy people go to the gym, well, where would unhealthy people go who want to be healthy? they would be at the gym. So the only thing that you would be thinking that you don't belong there is your own imposter syndrome. Because you're having the sense that only fit people are supposed to be there, but where else can you get to be fit and that's gonna be in the gym. So I'm gonna share a little bit of my own imposter syndrome and it's gonna be right now in today's topic. I am literally presenting to ladies out here talking about something that I will never go through, which is periods and menstrual cycles, teaching you and telling you what you can and shouldn't do, even though I have never gone through one. So I'm not gonna, and this is the perspective I'm gonna go through with today's topic, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. I'm gonna give you some guidelines on what we can feel. I'm gonna share some experiences that I've known from the years, but also the research I've done. And I'm gonna go through basically the stats and the numbers that can happen too. But once again, just like anything else, these are just guidelines. These are just going to help you understand a little bit more about yourself, but don't take this for granted. So don't take this as fact. All I'm really doing is giving you maybe some insights that you may not know. So first, when we start into this, we're gonna go straight into the topic. We're gonna to talk about obviously the ovarian cycle or ovulation cycle. And then we're gonna try and describe it and what you can expect when it comes to training in each of these cycles. So very rarely will you actually have anyone go through a 28 day cycle, but for the sake of this actual uh, topic, we're gonna go through the typical 28 day cycle. So you probably yourself, if you're tracking already, you should probably see where your cycles are and what they trend. And not every single month is gonna be the same. Not every single time is gonna feel the same. It's gonna be a matter of how do you find things are going and you just look at it as statistics. So first of all, we're going to go through the whole 28 day cycle. This is called the ovarian cycle. And I want you to think about this as a line and through the middle at day 14, that's gonna be the halfway point. 
On the left hand side, you're going to think of the follicular phase. And on the right hand side, you're going to be at the luteal phase. These are going to be 14 day splits across. First, we're going to talk about the follicular phase, and this is going to be most likely where you will experience a lot of bleeding and spotting, and we're going to talk about each of those. Then after that, we're going to talk about the next 14 days, 14 to 28 days, should I say. This is called the luteal phase, and what you experience during training around this time too. So first, when we talk about this, and like I said, I've learned this through theory, and I could be completely wrong. So if you're shaking your head and you're like, Sean, he doesn't know, you know, he really doesn't, okay? And feel free to message me because I wanna learn more about this so I can become a better coach. But I am going through essentially what the textbook says, what I've experienced and what you can do with your training too. So in the first seven days you may experience, this is the day of your period and you're bleeding the most. This is probably gonna be the time where you're gonna find a lot of bloating and you're gonna find yourself very uncomfortable and also saying that you may not be exercising the most as well. So this is what we call the early follicular phase. This is gonna be between days one and seven approximately. Then we're gonna start talking about the second quadrant. So this, this is seven, day seven to day 14. This is gonna be called the late follicular phase. And this is when you're gonna find yourself maybe potentially getting a little bit stronger. You're gonna find yourself um, having high amounts of testosterone as well. So this is actually a great time where we can do certain things and I'm gonna talk about that too. Then we have the third quarter. This is the 14th to the 21st day. This is potentially where you also might feel stronger as well. So between the second uh, lot of seven days and the third lot of seven days, this could be a great time for you to get some really strong training in. Then we're gonna start talking about day 21 to day 28 before we get to day of bleed. This is gonna be what we call the late luteal phase and what things you can expect here. So really what I'm gonna talk about is first day one to seven. This is the days where you're gonna experience most of your bleeds in theory, and what's gonna happen is you're probably not going to train. You're probably gonna find yourself not eating as much. Maybe you might be sleeping really well too. So this is a great time for you to actually may potentially start to rest. So as a coach, this will be the time where I go, we wouldn't actually change your training program, but we'll work around what your day has given you. So if you're finding yourself that you can't move the lower body as much, probably not abnormal for yourself. And this is, could be a great day for you to focus on your upper body. Saying that as well, I've talked to a few of my clients as well over the years, and a lot of them prefer doing a lot of cardio in terms of walking, low intense, because this helps them with the pain, but also helps them also start to get some energy too. Because like anybody else, and this is what I've experienced and heard as well, when you don't spend as much energy, it gets really hard for you to sleep. So during this time as a coach, I tell a lot of ladies, look, I don't expect a lot, but it's good to make sure you still show up for yourself in some certain way. And this is gonna be either through mobility, mindset, nutrition, upper body, or just practicing technique. And this is a great time for yourself to do this. This is definitely not the time for us to be able to push yourself. And I actually, have recorded a bit of a story here. There was a male coach that I used to work with and he would usually push all his clients all the month through as hard as they can each training session, gunning them through every single time. And this was obviously a long time ago for me. This was probably about six or seven years ago where I didn't know as much knowledge as I do now. 
but I knew enough to know that I didn't know enough, if that makes sense. I was consciously aware of how much I didn't know, so I listened to what I was being told. Hey, look, I can't push that hard. And this actually now thinking back was such a amateur move from a coach to think that he knew more and just pushed people through and think they needed the mental push as well. So if you do ever find yourself in a coach who's pushing you through all month round, not actually listening to your body, red flag. That's all I got for you. <laughs> now we're going to start talking about uh, the next part. So we just talked about the menses, which is bleed from days one to seven. This is called the early follicular phase. We're going to talk about the next seven days between seven days seven and days 14. This is what we call the late follicular phase. This is going to be days between 8 and 14 on the ovulation cycle or the ovarian cycle as we talked about before. And during this time, you're going to find yourself possibly feeling the most strongest or starting to get your strength back. You're starting to feel normal, maybe cramps are starting to decrease, and you can probably start to move your lower body a little bit more too. This is a great time where you start to find that you are bloating less, so introduce those strength workouts again with the lower body, but more endurance-based workouts could probably start to work as well for you. So this is a great time for you to introduce your training back in again. Don't rush yourself in. And once again, like I've never gonna experience this, but from a training perspective, if you took a whole week off, I would never thrash anybody straight into a workout. This is also a great time for you to regulate your appetite. So you might find yourself eating a normal amount, not overeating, not under eating. You're just at normal, you have an appetite, you're feeling good, great time to feel yourself and tie this into also getting stronger as well because your testosterone now is starting to peak up. You're starting to actually get stronger once again. So if you are training and say if you're, you're listening to this podcast, you're doing strength space, this could be a great time for you to implement exercises like your deadlifts and your squats again. Whereas in days one to seven, you might want to decrease on those exercises. You might work on more machine-based movements, hamstring curls, leg extensions, avoid abdominal exercises. Now in days eight to 14, great time for you to introduce that if you feel comfortable and start to actually move those compound movements as well. Now we're gonna to get to one of your most strongest times in the cycle as well, but if not tied into the late follicular phase, this is gonna be the early luteal phase. This is days 14 to 21. So between days 14 to 21, you're gonna feel super strong once again. Testosterone is still dropping a little bit, but it's still relatively high compared to everything else. Now at this phase, you're gonna find yourself um, being able to push a little bit more. So if we did between eight, uh, sorry, days eight to 14, this is the late follicular phase, and you're now getting stronger enough. This is a great time for you to add a little bit more weight onto that during the early luteal phase. So pushing more on your squats, lifting more on your deadlifts if you start to feel comfortable, and even potentially starting to add more volume as well. So as a coach, from my perspective, this is a great time for me to go, hey, look, if you feel good, add some more. Add some more on top of that, and if you don't, leave it where it is. Now we're gonna start getting into our early, sorry, now we're gonna to get to our late luteal phase. This is days 21 to 28. This may be the time where you feel the most unprepared to exercise as well as compared, sorry, as well as combination to the menses, which is days one to seven. You might feel a little bit more irritable. You might find yourself a little bit emotional. So these are the effects of progesterone as one of the hormones who happens to play this on your mind as well, but also how you feel too. 
So under perspective of a coach, this is gonna be where I'm gonna go, hey look, if you feel comfortable, we can start to push. If you don't feel so comfortable, keep with it and let's see what happens from here. Cravings may tend to go up as well. So what actually happens is your metabolism starts to increase during this phase because once again, eggs are being released and coming down. So getting ready for essential, um, what's that, pregnancy and implantation. So that's what this whole cycle is all based around. And this is a super important thing to understand too. Your weight is possibly going to increase during this time. So if you find yourself that you're doing body comp scans or you weigh yourself every single day or every week, or it might be, you might find in your days between 21 and 28 or the week before you bleed, that's gonna be the day where you're gonna find the most amount of weight. And I would take that as a consideration to not factor it in as much. But it's good to still plot that in if you're data tracking so you know relatively where your cycles are. This is also a great time for you to also rest up. You've done two hard weeks of training, it's time for you to rest a little bit and then once again recover. So things I wanna talk about on my perspective as a coach, more so about helping ladies as well. Once again, is making sure you understand these things because if you're pushing yourself way too hard all month round, eventually you're going to start realizing you can't do it because your body needs to actually rest. The next thing on top of this is understanding how this is gonna affect things like weight. So if we're talking about weight, because for majority of people, if not 99% of people listening to this and in the world, use weight as the only form of progress. This is where I find that mindset is gonna help you quite a bit. Aside from the cycle itself, I feel like ladies are going to be different to males because of what's happening inside. And I wrote a bit of a Instagram thread post about this, talking about how ladies will have to be more process-driven. And process-driven means thinking less about the result, weights on the scales, how clothes feel, what the body looks like, and start thinking about the process of things happening and how you can tick things off each day. Did you sleep enough? Did you train to the best of your ability? And let's talk about that a little bit more in a moment. Did you drink enough water? Did you do your mental work as well? So if you're not doing any mindset work, that's a great time for you to do it. It could be reflection, it could be positive affirmations. And this is something that I'm still kind of diving into, uh, mindsets and affirmations. I haven't done it for long enough for me to share, but it's very different. And I can see why it's helpful. I can see why it's useful because positive self-talk leans into positive self-action. So once you can start to feel that you've ticked off those process-driven goals, then we can start to go, okay, I am still making progress. Then we can start to look at other objective measurements or sub, sorry, qualitative measurements. This can be things like photos and looking at the other three weeks if you do them every single week. This could be about your strength and are you getting stronger every single month? It could be your technique and going in and making sure that you feel comfortable every single time. So let's go back into what I was talking about. Train to the best of your ability. So of course you've got potentially up to two weeks of the month where you may not be training to your best, but when you look at it, your best of your ability is given for that phase of your life, phase of your week, phase of your cycle. So 
One thing that I always tell a lot of people is that you need to really earn the right to add weight on the bar. So if you're feeling comfortable and you can add the weight, good, go for it. If your body's not letting you move it correctly, not letting you feel strong, then all you have to do is take the weight off and practice, okay? And that's the best of your ability for that day. And obviously I'm talking more about the strength-based things because that's what I do. I do strength-based training. So if you go into the gym, lifting weights, doing dumbbell, kettlebells, and machines and bodyweight-based movements, we're looking at the quality of movements as opposed to just weights on the bar. So a lot of common questions I get is, what am I gonna do when I start to obviously crave food? This could be between the late luteal phase, and then starting to also understand what's happening with my weight. Do I just not eat it and try and pride it through? Yes, that could be one possibility, but I don't think that's sustainable. And for me personally, like I said, I'll never go through this, but understanding how we can actually work around it logically, that might be my super strength in this perspective. To me personally, I would never go to a lady and be like, hey look, just because you're you know, in your late luteal phase, you're craving foods, you just can't eat it. I'd say, you know what, eat it, but you need to be mindful of how much you're eating. There's a difference between craving something and eating it and craving something and overindulging in it and just eating everything of it. So portion control, emotions, those are still super important. So if you're eating, you know, let's go with, I know, chocolate, like any other phase in your life, you never chuck all 30 blocks of the chocolates in front of you. I want you to still exercise some caution, use some portion methaning, portion methods as well. First, maybe go for like half, that's not half, that's quite a bit. First go for a few rows, maybe one row or four, then maybe go for two rows or four, but keep it away from you and try and understand how much are you actually eating throughout the day. Because obviously overindulging in any aspect and any life is super hard for you to control. So if you put everything in front of anyone, more than likely it's gonna be eaten. So understand that for yourself. The next thing is understand um, how are you eating it as well? Are you eating it distracted? Because if you're eating it distracted, I believe that's still just going to contribute to the fact that you haven't actually understood that you've eaten it. So combining those two things of awareness, so for example, like I said, um, I'm gonna use chips because I have a pack of chips in front of me. I've got snow, I've got some pea snaps. What we're gonna do is we're gonna portion some into a plate and put it away. Eat it and see how you understand. Because I believe that a lot of people are emotional eaters despite cravings. And I hope that this will be understanding for yourself too. And one thing is don't be guilty of this. Like don't be guilty that you've eaten something because that can't help you. Guilt is a very powerful emotion. And everything in this perspective here is about learning as opposed to losses. And even for myself right now, as I talk about something that I will never experience, but I can only see from the outside, this may not be the best podcast I have, but it's still a lesson for me to learn because I now have put this out. If you're listening to it, I have put this out. I'm also going to ask for people who are listening to this to message me on Instagram and tell me a little bit more. Maybe there's something that I'm missing, a question that you wanted to ask, or maybe I said something wrong or you've experienced something different. 
and maybe we can start to find more information on how we can start to do this. Now, a question that I always get asked is, should I train the exact same, sorry, should I change the programs all the way through? Personally, I have kind of addressed this, but not directly. How I would have trained programs is I wouldn't change anything until the body presents me with something. So if we have programmed squats, for example, and they're just way too hard, or single leg based exercises like pistol squats and lunges, and they're just way too hard between a certain time of days, 21 to 28 or one to seven, I would change it to something else. I'd go with leg extensions, hamstring curls, maybe possibly a leg press, maybe even eliminate lower body exercises. Now, for maybe some people out there, we have specific strength movements and you have a specific number you have to move. So it has to be 100, and 100 kilos on the leg press, but you just don't have that capability in you because say days 21 to 28, you're not your strongest. Days one to seven, you're definitely not your strongest. So what do we do? We start to work with what our body can give us. So if my body can give me, or if your body can give you, should I say, only 60 kilos and 70 kilos out there because you're tired, you're irritable, you're not feeling so great, cool, we'll take that. As long as it doesn't send you over, it doesn't hurt you, that's the number one safety rule. So the number one rule is always about training that safely. Would I change foods as well? No. I've had a lot of people think that they need to cut carbohydrates between days 7 and 21, just because between days 21 and 28 and 1 and 7, they eat a lot more. It doesn't quite work like this, because if you're consistent all the way through with training, sleep, regulation, your body will start to adjust anyway. So will that be something you need to do? No. Adjust. Don't adjust anything accordingly. Just eat as you normally would, 80-20 rule, making sure you still get fruits and veggies in, make sure you still sleep, make sure you get some water in. Yes, you may eat a little bit more food between your late luteal phase, but lower averages always works out because we're always gonna keep exercising. We're always gonna keep on top of this. So it's just more information for yourself. Now, on top of this as well, and the last one, is if you happen to find yourself getting stronger all the time, if you find yourself having to see your body change because you're seeing muscle develop, your metabolism starting to increase, this will only help you balance much more throughout your life. So once again, two things, complete imposter syndrome. I don't ever experience this. I can only witness it and see it. I can only see how I can help people and start to use my skills. And hopefully this was something that you can start to use too to help you out. If not, just message me. I'm going to leave it out here. This could be the worst podcast that I've ever done, but I'm glad that I've done it because I'm going to learn something out of this and hopefully you will too. So if you ever feel like you're an imposter in a gym, unsure what you're doing, I am literally a guy talking about menstrual cycles to a bunch of ladies and telling what I think on something I'll never understand. So hopefully you guys will treat me nice. If you find this episode useful, please share it with a friend. If you find that this podcast in general is useful, please leave me a five-star review. Uh, that would mean the world to me. And of course, if you want to work with me as well, I do have a special promo happening at the moment. I have a new cookbook. It's called the Fit Asian Cookbook. It's got 19 recipes of Asian flavored foods. They can help you um, keep strong, obviously. So it's low in fat or medium in fat. Got some good carbohydrates has high amounts of protein, but most importantly, you don't give up the food that I grew up with and I happen to love and enjoy as well, especially if you've got a bit of, um, no, you're sick of just eating just bran rice and whatever it might be, bran rice and broccoli and 
steamed chicken because that's not the way to be healthy. You still gotta learn how to live and love life as well. If you wanna work with me one-on-one with Project Hourglass, that's what I do. I help ladies with transforming, working on confidence with their food as well as their self-confidence. I also work with the prescribed program too and we get to chat heaps and hell a lot and have lots of fun. If you wanna work one-on-one with me, just apply. Not everyone gets accepted, but if you apply with the link in the description box below, we can see how you uh, go through and we can always catch up and see if we're a great match to help you get to your goal. Thank you for listening once again. Take care and I hope you keep building momentum.